Welcome, Conservative Patriot Nation, new members and returning members. Tonight, we are bringing you another fantastic show with a fantastic guest, uh, someone that has really, really been helping in the rediscovery of what humanity can do on taking back their power. Uh, Barbara is someone I, I really enjoy listening to her knowledge and advice on uh, many things that can help us. And and I felt from God, it was, I said, the first time I laid eyes on a video, I said, oh my goodness, I, I definitely have to find this woman because um, humanity definitely needs to bring their power back to themselves and, and rediscover remedies to take care of themselves and, and do whatever we can to start getting rid of the poisons. But before we start the show, I would like to recognize one of our sponsors, MyPillow and Mike Lindell has been doing a tremendous service for many, many people showing us discrepancies that are going on in our elections. Uh, the guy has really, really put his name, his life and his career on the line to expose so much. And if you go to MyPillow.com and use promo code CPNN, you'll get up to 80% off your purchase. And last but not least, Barbara, thank you for joining us tonight. It's definitely an honor. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. You know, Barbara, like I said, you know, like <clears throat> what we're starting to really, what, what God is really starting to awaken humanity to realize is all this stuff has been provided for us. And uh, th there's been some very shady, evil people that have, uh, manipulated and programmed humanity to forget about some of these past remedies. And it's it's definitely a blessing to have those videos that have been circulating all over the internet, even though I discovered that there's been an imposter impersonating you here on Telegram. But I mean, those videos, they pay so much of a dividend. So what I would like to ask you, when did you awaken to realize, wait a minute, this is not right and there's a better way for humanity to heal themselves. Well, it really happened, um, and I've just turned 70, and it, I, my eyes were really started to waken up when I was probably 24, 25, and it, I had my first baby at 23, and I, I saw after six weeks and four courses of antibiotics for an earache, I thought, I don't want this. And every time the antibiotic stopped, the earache came back and I thought, this doesn't make any sense at all. And I'm a back to nature hippie lifestyle. I, I don't want to give my child drugs, but I don't want to put my child's health in jeopardy. So I really identify with the mothers because I have felt the frustration of not wanting to go the drugs but not knowing what to do. Now you can see I've got a broken arm here and I'm very thankful for the ambulance. I'm very thankful for the painkillers while they um, put my wrist back into, because <laughs> it was dislocated. So we don't doubt that, that medicine um, will not help in a crisis, but I have to tell you in the eight hours I was in casualty, I looked at the majority of people that were there and with a simple remedy, they need not be there. So I, I feel a great responsibility, I suppose you could say, to make this information known because it is simple and it's, it is within the reach of all. But when I was 25 with that experience with my daughter in the antibiotics, that, that's really when I thought, no. No, and I started to investigate. I started to speak to old people. What did your mother do when you were a child? I started to read books, and basically that's where it all started. Wow. And could you give the audience a brief uh, description of your background and uh, what you were in before you really start discovering, wait a minute, oh, wow, something something could be much better for humanity? Well, it, um, it probably really started when I look at the timeline. We're looking at about 1980 when, when I started to look at that. 
And um, I suppose you could say I'm like a dog at a bone. <laughs> when I discovered this, when I put that first onion poultice on my second child's ear, and he slept for two hours, and he's never had another earache again, and I think he's 45 now, uh, I, I started. I was on a quest. I thought, this is amazing. And where I got my information from was really, uh, again, old ladies. It was um, books. Uh, I also was a little bit familiar with the American Red Indian, Indians and how they had quite a network. I'm sure the Australian Aboriginals did, but oh, I tell you, that's it's very hard to get information on that. So I I began on this quest and I ended up having four more children and certainly trying lots of things. The good news is that they all survived my experiments. And that's another point is that if the potato poultice doesn't work, you've lost nothing. If the onion poultice doesn't work, you've lost nothing. But I have to tell you that I have found that they do work and I think that's why my little clips have become so popular is because people try them and they do work. And if they don't work, they've lost, they haven't hurt themselves, they haven't, they haven't lost anything. And so eventually after many years of doing this, let's say, oh, probably I'm looking at the, at the uh, ages of my children, give me an idea, I think, you know, say 15 years later, I, I felt a burden to help other mothers, so I started doing meetings. And I would use my children as the, as the patient, so to speak. I'd have one wrapped up with a potato poultice, I'd have one with feet in hot water, and they were so used to it. And they thought it was quite, quite good to be up there and all these people looking at them because we grew up in a rainforest. And, you know, people say, aren't they socially deprived? I, I found the opposite was true. <laughs> they, they certainly weren't at all. So it was probably about the 1990s that um, the Thomsonian Institute in Coffs Harbour, they, they got together and decided to award me a certificate in naturopathy because of my work in the field, because of the amount of people that I'd helped by that stage. It's called the Grandfather Clause. Unfortunately, it's not recognised anymore, so the claim is that I'm not qualified at all. But anyway, that's another, another story. And then probably looking at my first husband was a drug addict and an alcoholic, and uh, 1993, the children and I had to leave home. So I was a single mother for four years. And... Then my eldest daughter worked at a health retreat, so I moved to the area in Queensland and the business manager asked me to marry him, which was Michael O'Neill. We've just had our 26th wedding anniversary, so that was 1997. And uh, a year after we married, he wanted to start his own health retreat and I was intrigued. I said, Yes, one of our daughters cooks, the other one is the massage therapist, the younger kids can all garden, he's the business manager. I said, who will be the health director? He said, you. I said, oh no, I'm just a mother. I, I like being in the background and I like helping mothers, but that's it. He said, no, you'll be good, and he walked out of the room. So I became the reluctant health director. <laughs> I was never reluctant to help people, but... I didn't ever like to be the star of the show or the main person, so to speak. But I believe that all God's biddings are his enablings. And so I walked into that role in 1998. And then I did a nutrition course. It was, uh, I got my, took a couple of years while I still worked as the health director in our health retreat and got a, a diploma in uh, dietitian and um, and nutrition and dietetics and what our health retreat got bigger and bigger and bigger our children bit by bit left home and married and and uh, that took us to 2019 where the government uh, received a few complaints about me 
we believe it's because of my husband's political party. He started a political party on free choice, the Informed Medical Options Party. And we believe that I was taken down because of him, because I always maintain, how can there be a crime with no victim? Which, of course, there is no victim. And if I was guilty of their charges, uh, I would be in jail and they cannot put a charge on me because there's no one has been hurt by this. But in 2019, they effectively banned me. So in Australia, I'm forbidden to give any health advice and I'm forbidden to speak on health or uh, I will be put in prison for 10 years with a $10,000 fine. So that's where we're up to. And so for the last three years, I've spent most of the year, this year was nine months away, last year seven months, and 2021, nine months away speaking in and teaching in Europe, in the United States. So that's a brief history. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> that's a, that's really a wonderful story. And like I said, it, it's definitely have been a blessing to be able to come across your videos. And there's a gentleman that I follow on Twitter that has been sharing a lot of your videos. And I'm like, oh, my God, wow, I'm just discovering this now. And um, I even thanked him. I said, you know, if it wasn't for you, I would have never discovered Barbara. And I, I just really appreciate it. And he really adores you and he shares a lot of the videos and I've learned so much and I've passed it on to family members and that's how God works. He works through a person to provide the information to the people and then it's the people that he leads to that person to share that information with others. And I tell you, you have been, you, you probably don't even realize how special you have been to many of us. And, and I can speak that for everyone that's even listening right now. Um, so I, I really personally want to thank you. And then I would like to follow that up with, um, do you feel that God played a major intervention role for you to recognize what was good for humanity? I absolutely agree with you and I think that he certainly did because I personally just like being in the background. <laughs> I have no desire for stardom. I have no no desire to be an icon. I I just like helping people and I and I remember Jesus one of the first things he read when he was asked to read in church in the temple when he was 30 and it's found in Luke 14 sorry Luke 8 verse 14 he said the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those that are bruised this this was Jesus' ministry, and I believe that everyone who loves him, everyone who follows him, it will be part of their ministry. And I love that bit right in the middle where he said, open the blind eyes. My eyes were opened when my first child in 1977 had an earache and over six weeks and four courses of antibiotics. My eyes were opened. I thought this... This is crazy. The definition of insanity is to do what you've always done and expect different results. But I had no idea of what else to do. And in the little book, Ministry of Healing, it was one of my first health books I read by Ellen White. On page 127, she said, the only hope of better things is the education of people in the right principles. And that sentence really jumped out at me. I thought, yes, yes, it's, it's educating people because I have no ability to heal anyone. Uh, no, not even a herb has the ability to heal. Definitely no drug can heal you. It's the body and the body alone that can heal you. And the more I study the body, which I'm still doing because I think it's the most amazing piece of machinery we have, the more I realize that everything we need is in us. We just need to know how to access healing power that God put into our body. 
You know, I agree totally. <clears throat> there was one gentleman that I followed. Well, I followed some of his videos as well as was uh, Dr. Seavey. And, and it's amazing that, you know, he says, I never went to school, but the women in Africa, they knew healing products. And he says, I learned that from my mother and many of the women. And he's hit, he's healed a lot of people and they try to put him in prison, you know, the whole smell. He doesn't, he didn't practice medicine, but he got off when he proved people that he killed. I don't want to say cured <laughs> from AIDS, cancer, many dangerous illnesses. He proved it in a courtroom and he ended up getting off, but he explained that all diseases is a pus, you know, and he says, you can't, you can only heal the human body with carbon-based products. You can't heal it with chemicals. And I mean, that's when I start having an awakening explosion, like, wow, okay, that makes total sense. Um, because I mean, we look at so many different uh, foundations and societies of diseases that's getting millions and billions of dollars of money funding for research and it's like uh that's been going on since i was a little kid and there's no breakthrough and the further rabbit hole i go down and i learn that um certain people are they are not allowed to go into nature to find what <laughs> most likely can help the human body so it's definitely a blessing for everyone that god activates to sh to make those type of videos um like yourself um so we can soak that knowledge up and, and pass that on to the next generation to where we can have a, a much better future um one a couple things that i i did want to ask you and and it's just advice from whatever knowledge you know of natural herbs um like my daughter, she suffers from Crohn's. Like someone with Crohn's, what are some of the natural things that they could be doing to, to help with that? We've seen many people heal from Crohn's. And right now I choose my words carefully because, again, I can be thrown in jail. <laughs> but what we find is that the body can heal itself and in Psalm 104, verse 14, the Bible says that God gave herbs for the service of man. So the herbs can't heal you, but what they do is they work with the body. That's why I love that verse. They come in to serve you. But there are some foods that we have found irritate the lining of the gastrointestinal tract if there is a sensitivity there. And with Crohn's, IBS colitis, any of those uh, conditions of irritation of the gastrointestinal tract, these five foods we have found are irritating. One is dairy, the other is wheat, which was hybridised in the 50s, was changed, that's why it can be irritating. Oats, now a lot of people, I think in America you call it oatmeal, Oats is high in a plant chemical called lectins, and lectins can, if there's inflammation in the body, it can increase the inflammation. And peanuts are commonly contaminated with moulds, so they are best eliminated in a sensitive gut. And the fifth one is refined sugar. We find that when those foods are eliminated, the gut can start to heal, because the only thing touching the gut is the food food weird. So if someone has, you know, a real flare-up, one of the easiest things to handle is just vegetable stews or soups because when you cook that fibre, it just softens it. And the herb that we have found at Misty Mountain and people have testified to me that makes a huge difference is slippery elm. And slippery elm is the powdered bark of the slippery elm tree. And when you put hot water with slippery elm, it goes, it goes almost like a soft jelly. So the more water you put in, the, the thinner the jelly. But it contains a growth stimulant. And because it contains a growth stimulant, when the person takes it by mouth and it's going down the gastrointestinal tract, 
It's coaching, soothing and healing. It also gives a bit of form to the stool if there's irritation. So they, that is what we have found. For people who have this quite severely, we add a little golden seal. And golden seal is called king of tonics to all mucous membranes. So we might do eight parts slippery on, one, uh, one part golden seal powder and one part myrrh. Now myrrh is a gum resin and, a, and this gum resin also is a great antibacterial and it's called a herb that helps to heal the, the lining of the gut. We call it gut repair. That, that little mix, but we find that that is <clears throat> particularly helpful when you've got someone who has severe irritation in the lining of the gut. If someone's going to, to the bathroom 10 times a day, they might take this mix every two hours. So it all depends on how much they're going uh, as to how much they take. So I I bring up a Bible verse at this point that I think is very applicable and it's found in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, where God says, If you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, hearken is listen, and do that which is right in his sight, do right to the body, give ear when listening again to his commandments and keep all of these statutes, God says, I will put none of these diseases upon thee that I put upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now the Egyptians had all the diseases that we have today. Archaeologists dig up bones and they test the bones and they find they had all the diseases we had. But notice what God says. He said twice, he said, you've got to listen and do that which is right. So listen to the body. If the person's going 10 times a day to the bathroom, stop those foods, start taking those herbs and listen. What does the body say? Ah, the pain slows down. Ah, the bleeding stops. Ah, the cramping stopped. Ah, I'm going four times instead of 10 times. Listen, listen. So one of the hardest things I have to do is to teach people to listen and listen to what their body's telling them. If it works, do it. See, if you will diligently hearken, listen to the voice of the Lord thy God in your body and do that which is right. Please, I say to people, do that which is right to your body. If it's wrong, your body will tell you. There'll be a reaction. If it's right, your body will say, ah, oh, thank you, that's nice. Well, I have a broken wrist at the moment and I have a plaster. And it loves it when it's in the sling. And I say, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. We'll keep it in the sling. We'll keep those bones immobilized until they start to heal. So it's listening. Very important point. You know, that's so true when you, when you brought up the, the Bible verse and, and how to listen um, what God said to listen, because a lot of people don't, you know, a lot of people say, oh, that's acid reflex. And in, in our world, there's many, um, I would say, patches, which, oh, I'll just go grab some Tums or, oh, I'll go get an acid reflex pill. And like we had on a naturopathic doctor, um, Dr. Patrick Flynn, and he explained the difference between him and a mainstream doctor is the the mainstream doctors are like uh let's just say if a house is burning down a firefighters will come in spray the fire out and leave and the house is just a mess he says you know so basically how i approach it as i come in i get the fire out and then i'm the carpenter and first i want to figure out what caused the problem build the house back up and make sure we fix the problem and um you you banked it right there because people have been programmed so to speak just to patch things up and go to the things that they know that is just going to fix the problem that day and then another let's say another week down the line eat something that's terrible and then all of a sudden they're at the same funk and they're laying on the couch with a stomach ache not 
feeling too good because they didn't listen to that inner God voice that is alerting them, hey, something's not right here. So I really appreciate you shedding light on that one. That's right, and I love that illustration. It's like when the fire's in the house, what do you do? You straight away come in and look at where did it start? What is the cause? Yes, and then you put the fire out with the water and then you look at restoration, absolutely. And my husband uses this and I think it's very catchy. He says, medicine radiates, medicates, operates. But what we do is we investigate, we educate and we rejuvenate. And I, <laughs> I loved it when I heard him say that. I thought that's absolutely right. And, and back to this little book in Ministry of Healing, on the same page, page 127, she says, in case of sickness, cause should be ascertained. Now, if there's a leak in your roof, of course, the first thing the, the, the builder does is why, is why is the leak there? Is it a hole in the plumbing? Is it a hole in the roof? Is, if you don't find the cause, you will never have a cure. So she says, ascertain the cause. The next one is unhelpful conditions changed. Get out of the mouldy house. Get out of the house that's been built under huge electrical wires. Find out if there was, was landfill of chemicals under your house before the house. You know, there's a reason. And also the next point is, so if there's ascertain the cause, unhelpful conditions change, wrong habits corrected, start drinking more water, start going to bed earlier, start eating some nourishing foods, stop the cigarettes, stop the coffee. So, so this is an important part of it. But, but the fourth one is now assist nature. Assist nature in her efforts to expel impurities and re-establish right conditions back in the, in the system. There's the formula. So in no matter, and I'm sure if the house is burning, you do the same thing. How did it start? We've got to change the conditions. We've got to change the habits. Now we assist. Now we assist to rebuild the system. Absolutely. And, you know, and I think the more that, you know, humanity can get that into their consciousness, um, they can start taking more action. And and I don't, I don't blame anyone because I don't, I don't even blame myself. I mean, we were born into a world where we didn't know some of these things and we got to a point to where it wasn't cool to listen to our grandmothers anymore. And uh, my Polish grandmother, like you said, cook a lot, you know, eat a lot of vegetables, eat stews and a lot of soups. Um, now that I look back, my grandmother was doing like, <laughs> she was doing like full body cleanses with some of the things that she cooked. And, and I look back now and I'm like, wow, you know, because those remedies probably were passed down from her grandparents and, 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 and parents. But then with I would say kind of with my mom's generation to my generation it, it, I don't know how society did it but it was kind of not cool to listen to grandma now you got most people now feeding their kids fast food and going to the bad route and they're not with those old remedies that was once a blessing to be passed down and, and that's pretty sad with society so like I I don't know, I'm going to be sounding like a fan, but it's definitely a blessing to have those videos of you around where we can get back to where once our grandmothers were trying to share to our parents. Do you know, you're absolutely right. So we're in a library here because I'm traveling and we're in a conference room and I'm very happy for this last black and white trees behind me. But as we're booking in, to forget the conference room, a lady came up and she said, are you Barbara O'Neill? I just want to thank you. Thank you so much for what you've done. Everywhere I go, people say thank you, thank you so much. But, you know, in the when I was in casualty or emergency two nights ago, I was there for eight hours and my eyes were opened. Children were being brought in. Every single child that had been brought in 
I could have shown them what to do. They could have gone straight out because eight-hour wait, an eight-hour wait in an emergency. One child had gastric. So how come we're taking our children to hospital with gastric? Don't we know the simple, simple things? The other child had a bad cough. Have we forgotten about just the simple lemon and honey drink? Another child, when she put her hand up in the air, it hurt a little bit. Um, have we forgotten the, the simple massage, the simple things that we do? Oh, someone got a bit of a burn on their finger. You go to emergency for a burn? What about aloe vera? And another man had uh, a regular heartbeat. And I thought, well, there's a reason for that irregular heartbeat. And one of the most common is caffeine. <laughs> it causes a crisis response in the body. But then we've got another situation, and that is you can have 10 people have a cup of coffee, but not everyone will get an irregular heart rate. One will have an irregular heart rate. One will be even more dehydrated. Another one, their neurotransmitters will be uh, a little bit disrupted and they won't be able to think clearly. They think clearly at first only because the body thinks it's a crisis, but then there's a corresponding dump. And then another one, I was at a wedding yesterday and a young man came up to me and said, I'm watching on YouTube. He said, I used to get muscle cramps. I heard about how caffeine leaches magnesium. I stopped the coffee. I took magnesium. I no longer have stomach cramps, this young man was, I don't know, he looked about 30, that these simple things that we can do. And before I was banned, there were four doctors that used to get me to give lectures in their town because they knew that if everyone knew these simple natural remedies, it would make life so much easier for those poor nurses and those poor doctors who were run off their feet in the middle of the night which simple things that a poultice or a lemon and honey drink or a bit of magnesium could easily ease. People have lost that art. I didn't grow up with it. My mother didn't know it. And now I'm the grandmother. I've learnt what I have learnt from when I was 20. Other old grandmothers, some still knew. And books. I thank God that there are so many books out there. And I've got a book in how oh, the graphic designers look is working on it at the moment. I'm calling it Sustain Me. It's a book on natural remedies. It's a handbook. I wanted a very simple little handbook to be in every home so that if there is a sore finger, it'll show you what to do. If there is a sore eye, it'll show you what to do. I start at the head and I go down the whole body so that people can have at their fingertips a very simple book. And I also know that other authors have done similar books. So that's what everyone should have in their home. But it also gets back to education. You know, my children grew up in a home where they knew exactly what to do. If there was a bee sting, if there was a splinter, if there was a cough, because it was just our way of life. And they're all raising their children exactly the same now. I've got four grandchildren in my house. One 15-year-old, one 17-year-old, two 19-year-olds, they're working at our health centre. And, you know, they just go in and they know the ropes because that's how they've been brought up. So it gets back to education. And we can't depend on the government because, unfortunately, the government and the pharmaceutical company are fairly closely connected. Some would say maybe almost bedfellows, but we have to educate ourselves. We have to educate our children ourselves. Absolutely. And oh my goodness, I didn't, I didn't know you had a remedy book. I'm definitely going to purchase one of those. And um, after this interview, when I upload this video, I'll put all your links on there. And if you can have Sylvia send me that link to purchase that book, I'm going to be purchasing that soon as she sends it to me. Wow, that is unbelievable and awesome. And I agree, everybody needs to have that book. Just like... Um, here in America, many Americans don't even know their constitutional rights. And there are certain constitutional teachers out there that have given little, little constitutional books for the people to walk around knowing their rights. And it goes back to like your remedy book. I mean, 
if we took the time to realize how valuable and important it was to spend time with our grandparents before they passed on, we would have been so much better right now. And to have that book, unbelievable. Thank you for writing it. <laughs> Appreciate it. So just uh, just a small point. It hasn't been printed yet. <laughs> oh, God. I'm hoping that next year it'll be out. Our graphic designer is doing a state-of-the-art job on it. If you wanted it to be full color, it's taken a little bit longer than what we wanted, but definitely out by uh, by next week, by next year, sorry. But I do have another book called Self Heal by Design, and that basically, my aim of that book was to look at the true role of microorganisms in, in disease, to show that germs don't actually cause disease, they're the result of unhelpful conditions. And we looked at what happened in, in our world in 2020, 2021, the whole world was closed down because of a microorganism. And I wrote this book, oh, 12 years before COVID happened. But when you read my book, you will see there is no need to fear a germ. We need to ask ourselves, well, why is it there? And Florence Nightingale, very famous nurse, she, she showed very clearly that germs do not cause disease. They're the result of unhelpful conditions. So my book, Self Heal by Design, it comes at showing that. And I also give the history, give the history of this theory, this germ theory versus the theory that our body can actually heal itself and we don't need to hear, to fear the germ. And what I love about the Bible, which I believe is the most amazing health book we have, in 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, the Bible says, I have not given you the spirit of fear. This is God speaking. I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And fear is what almost took the world down in 2020. God says, there's no need to fear. I've not given you that. He says, I've given you power, love, and a sound mind. And a sound mind looks at this and thinks, now this is not quite right. And you are right. It's so important to know our constitution. You see, God's government is a government of freedom. And freedom is based on free choice. So any time our freedoms are taken away from us, it's time to stand up. It's time to say, excuse me, but I'm the master of my destiny. I'm the one that chooses what goes into my body and what does not go into my body. It is my God-given right. And you're right, our constitutions in our lands have this built into them. And people don't know their constitutions. It's important to know what your right is. But what I just told you very simply is our God-given right to choose what we do and what we do not do and what goes into our body and what does not. I absolutely agree. Um, <clears throat> there, There's many, many people out there that's, that's definitely working for God right now that's really stressing that to the, to the to the people um because many people have been dumbed down in, in many countries to not know their rights and i'm sure it's governmentally designed that way because it's easier to control someone that is clueless like uh ricardo bolsey down there in australia that man is really um fighting a good fight and educating people and letting them know you know you got to stand up i mean are, are we going to continue laying down before you know it? I mean, we're not even going to be in existence. Um, and, and many pay, people here in America are doing the same thing, which I believe God has put an activation and said enough is enough because there hasn't been too many people that have been willing to come out to be a leader because everybody's in fear, like you said. Oh, I don't want to lose my job or oh, I don't want to lose my career. or I don't want to be looking like a, a bad person but i mean at the end of the day if you're fighting a fight for god thou shall not or thou shall not fear and i think the world's at a breaking point where people are not caring um and i i know you you had an event today um so i don't, i want to respect your time um i did want to ask another question and and i know there's some members on here that probably has questions for you so I want to ask you, um, how much more time do you have uh, with us? 
Oh, your your mic's muted, Barbara. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, I've probably got about another 20 minutes. All right, sounds good. My one last question I have for you, like for people that have lung issues, asthma, uh, people that just quit smoking, what are some of the things that they could do to, to help clear out their lungs or whatnot? It might surprise you when I tell you, but there's an incredibly simple thing that you can do. You see, in Genesis 2 verse 7, the Bible says, God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and he became a living soul. Now, I want you to notice that middle phrase, nostrils. Many people have become mouth breathers. And when you're breathing through your mouth, it does not do what nose does. Nose purifies the air. Nose humidifies the air. Nose warms the air. Nose balances blood gases. And nose also pressurizes the air, making it perfect for the lungs. Now, that's, that's a quick summary of what nose does. And many people have become mouth breathers. Basically, you breathe in and out through your mouth. Dirty air is going into your lungs. So to protect your lungs, it's important to become a nose breather. Many people are mouth breathers because the, the nose, the sinuses get all blocked up. So then my question is, well, why are the noses blocked up? Usually they're blocked up because of excess mucus. So then I ask, why is there excess mucus? Usually because of those five allergen foods I mentioned before, which is dairy and wheat, oats, peanuts, and refined sugar. So stopping those foods helps to clear out the sinuses. So once again, the person can breathe through their nose. When a person has been a mouth breather for a long time, those little canals at the back of the nose actually begin to close up. So it becomes difficult to breathe through the nose. It's a very good illustration. If you don't use it, you will lose it. <laughs> but if you become a nose breather and keep the mouth closed, then little by little, those little canals start to open up at the back of the nose. So you can change it. Incredible illustration, again, of everything we need if we have lung problems, is actually in us, and it's starting with the nose. There's an excellent book that goes into this in great detail. It's a bestseller. It's called Breath. That's easy to remember, Breath, by James Nestor. And he and his friend block up their noses for 10 days and breathe through their mouth. Sleep apnea goes through the roof. Blood pressure goes through the roof. It's an incredible story, just what happens. And then after... 10 days to unblock the nose and tape up the mouth. And I think it takes about three or four days. The sleep apnea stops, the snoring stops, the blood pressure comes down, uh, the brain becomes clearer. Just the incredible effect on the body of nose breathing compared to mouth breathing. So I'd like to stress that, nose breathing. And I'd like to introduce you to God's LSD, God's LSD is that we should be breathing long, slow, and deep. So breathing long, slow, and deep allows us to access the full potential of our lungs. And many people are high chest breathers. So long, slow, deep. And here's a great start. And for people who have lung issues, they can start doing this even every half hour or maybe every hour. 5.5 seconds in, long, slow, deep, nose only, then 5.5 seconds out. And they can do that 10 times. If a person can't sleep, it's a great thing to do at night. If a person's stressed, relaxes you, stimulates your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your calming nervous system. Great for anyone that's had lung problems, just that slow, low, deep breathing. And by the way, with asthmatics, we have found that asthmatics usually have an allergy to either chemical exposure or mold exposure or the five allergen foods I mentioned, dairy, wheat, oats, peanuts and refined sugar. 
It can take at least two months to see the full result of stopping those foods, but that it's important to stop those foods for the health of, of the respiratory, respiratory meaning nose, down into the lungs. So they're very simple things that can be done to, uh, to help the lungs. Also keeping your core muscles strong, because when we stand straight, which we automatically do when our core muscles are strong, it's much easier to breathe long, slow and deep and exercise. So exercise, strengthening core, running up and down mountains. If you can't run up and down mountains, um, start running up and down hills, maybe a few stairs. You start where you're at. This gets back to listen, listen. Try these things and see the results. Wow, thank you for that. I appreciate it so much. And um, now we'll get into Q&A because I know you, you have a lot of a lot of people that follow you. I know you're not looking to be put on a pedestal, but you do have a big fan base of people that have been guided to a lot of your craft. So I would love to allow a couple of people to get their questions in and Kelly will be taking over for questions. And thank you so much for joining us. I am very honored and would love to have you back again. Hi, Miss Barbara. Hope everything's going well. Good conversation. I'm listening to you in the background. Our first person we have up is Diane. And then after Diane, Hammer Girl. Diane, you're up. Thank you. Diane, you're up. Okay, we'll just go to Hammer Girl and then we'll come back to Diane. Hammer Girl, you're up. Hi, Barbara. Hold on, I'm getting feedback. Um, I want to thank you first off for all that you've done. And my question is um, on strep throat. So I know I've seen um, some of your remedies on a sore throat, but I wondered if there was something different, especially for a chronic strep throat in children, like multiple times in one year. And um, I'm tending to think there's some sort of biofilm that has to be broken down to uh, get rid of that. But I was just curious as to what your remedy would be. There's really no difference between strep throat and sore throat. And strep throat is a name that's really just been given a property in the last 15 years. And my children used to get colds and coughs and sore throats. And maybe it was a strep throat and maybe it wasn't a strep throat. But you always follow symptoms. So this is what I always do. I look at I um, look at the history and you're telling me there's a bit of a history of this. So I think, hmm, if there's a history, that tells me the child possibly has an allergy and that can be mould exposure, it could be chemical exposure, but quite possibly an uh, a, uh, allergy to the foods. So the five most common allergen foods are dairy, wheat, oats, peanuts and refined sugar. So if the child continually gets it, you, you've got to look at that cause and the history will tell you what it could be. Symptoms, that's the body saying, this is what I, this is the area I want you to help me with. That's what the symptoms are, which is a sore throat. And what can relieve a sore throat is sucking on ice, uh, just your old-fashioned lemon and honey drink. Sometimes a peppermint tea, a hot peppermint tea can ease it. And also, always when my children had colds, whether it be bronchitis, whether it be just a head cold, a strep throat or whatever, anything in the respiratory, um, they would eat very lightly, often just fruit, just fruit for a couple of days. So eating very lightly, often it can recover quite quickly. But also know, and please, every mother and father and grandparent, every human being, the body can heal. So a lot of 
mothers think that if their child gets strep throat, they have to take an antibiotic, but they do not. They do not. The body will heal by itself, but also give it a little bit of time. So in, in, so in case of sickness, we're looking at history, we're looking at symptoms, that tells you what to do, and then you look at response. And if the sucking of the ice brings relief, suck on ice. If the lemon and honey drink brings relief, ah, lemon and honey drink. It's that simple. Thank you. Okay, okay, next we have Tim. Tim, you're up. I'll unmute you. Actually, it's uh, Sydney Kelly. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, Sydney, you're up, and then Tim. Hey there. Thank you for taking my question. Um, I actually had a similar question that the one that was asked right before me. Um, my daughters are battling a bad mucus cough and, um, the seasonal thing going on right now. And I was just going to ask your opinion on what you would recommend to do. Um, but I think the lemon and honey thing I'm going to try. And if you have any other things to help, um, expel that mucus, I would love to hear your um, opinion on that. Thank you. I love what Florence Nightingale said. She said, disease is a process of repair. Did you know a cold is, is a house clean? And if you do nothing, it'll run its course. So that's what you've got to remember. It's, it's going to run its course. I'm being very careful here because I'm in Australia. I have a ban on me in Australia forbidden to give any health advice so I'm answering in a roundabout ways <laughs> my husband doesn't want me put in jail <laughs> but remember the body can heal itself and remember the cold is often just a house clean but if children get common colds you know regularly again and again and again they're having a lot of house cleans so why do they need a lot of house cleans usually because of allergy to those five food groups that I told you about. Do you know what I've had people tell me? Once they stopped the dairy, wheat, oats, peanuts and refined sugar, they no longer had an allergy to the pollen, to the dust mold. So that's interesting. Okay, thank you. Um, next person is Tim. You're up. Hi, Barbara. Thank you for taking my question. Um, during the show, you've mentioned a few times uh, mold exposure. What's your recommendation for uh, detox or remedy once you've had mold exposure? And then second, my second part to the question is, you also mentioned that you had uh, like a gag order on giving health advice. How long is that in effect for? Is it permanent or is it only, will it run out at some point? Thank you. I have a life ban on me. I'm forbidden to give any health advice for the rest of my life in Australia, just in Australia. You're, and you will notice that I'm directing you to where you can get information so you can find out for yourself. But the question you had on detoxing from mold, it's very sad that you can have mold exposure for a few hours, but it can take sometimes a year to get it out of the body. I have written a whole book on this and my daughter has a, she lives in Wisconsin, she has a website, it's www.mistymountainusa.com and she sells my book, Self Heal by Design. And Self Heal by Design, it gives you the history of mould but it also shows how you can detox from mold with uh, with dietary, also with herbs, with several things. So my suggestion would be to, to get the book. Thank you. You said that was mistymountainusa.com? All right. Thank you so much. Excellent. Have a good night. All right, Miss Barbara, I just had a quick question. How much longer do you have left with us? 
Oh, your mic's muted, yeah. Barbara. <laughs> Sorry, I'll have 10 more minutes. Okay, perfect. The next person up, we appreciate your time, Miss Barbara. The next person is Donna. You're up. Thank you. Hi, Barbara. Boy, one of my heroes. <laughs> oh, number one hero, should I say. Um, I've been healing breast cancer naturally. I've, I have a um, uh, probably a golf size, golf ball size on my left breast. And I have been using the castor oil packs. I actually just hopped on. It's like a miracle. So I don't know if I'm allowed to ask a question or not. Uh, I just know that I've watched your videos. And from what I understand, it should just be staying on there day and night, day and night. I actually um, have also used black salve before. And what it's done, I don't know if I haven't used it a strong enough one or what, but boy, oh boy, from under the armpit, excuse me, fellas, but to the nipple, everything, man, it was pulling and pulling, like it was definitely detaching. And I think that's what's brought it to the surface. Like you really can see the actual cells, like it's to the, it's to the surface on my skin. Um, it's, left some like it will scab up because it's only pulled some of it like literally out i seen the actual cells um so i've still been putting castor oil on top of that and it like softens the cells and re kind of opens where the scabs were i mean it's nothing gross it may sound it but you know i'm dealing with it i'm trusting god more than anything and my heroes that are not in the um, crazy medical hospital, you know, corrupt system. So I'm not fearing at all. I just don't know because I literally popped on right be with the guy before me. And I'm like, oh my God, live? No way, <laughs> no way. <laughs> so I don't know what you can answer or what. And I guess my question is, you know, um, I guess the castor oil can really bust it up and, uh, you know, my faith is strong. I, my diet's not perfect. I do have to be honest. Um, I don't even want to say, oh, I'm human and act like cancer isn't a big deal. It is, but I am human and I know I, I, can, I can answer a few things there. Good. Um, the, um, the cancer certainly will do it, and it's effective, but it can actually be very uh, painful. So it's actually, you're just doing what you can. But if you do apply, it's, try and, um, it's better to apply it a few months apart because it's, it's quite a, I don't know, I, I know some women that they've chosen not to do that because it's so um, dramatic and painful. They just do the castor oil. The castor oil is very gentle and it penetrates deeper than any other oil. And so applying the castor oil is very good. My book, Self Heal by Design, includes dietary programs that you can do because uh, diet and lifestyle are very important. And whenever there is breast cancer, it's vital that the hormones be balanced. And my daughter's website, um, Misty Mountain USA, you can order, she's got a couple of um, yam creams there. The yam creams can balance the hormones. She's got an Anna's Wild Yam Cream, which is an Australian one, and she's got a Comfort one, which is the uh, American one. So basically uh, implementing those simple things, you should get results. God bless you for everything you do. I know he does. And you are a prayerful woman. I know that as well. Thank you so very much. Okay, we appreciate it. We're going to squeeze in one, maybe two, depending on time. Avria, Avra, I apologize if I messed her name up. You're next. And then Deborah, uh, if we have time. That, thank you. That's right. It's Avra. Thank Abra? you. Okay, thank you. Yeah. And then one more, hopefully, is Deborah. And if we didn't get to you, we apologize. Thank you. 
Okay, cool. I'll keep it short. Um, Barbara, along the line of the cancer, the different types of cancer, what's your thoughts on soursop? Is that a slightly Australian accent I hear? Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, the soursop, um, that certainly can help with, uh, with cancer. There are many things. I have about... 50 authors in my library at home, I've got a lot of books in my library at home, who have all helped people conquer cancer. Some mm -hmm. do vitamin C, some do the black salve, some do the... Um, bicarb. Do the, do the bicarb, some, some will do the um, apricot kernel seeds, some will do soursop. Uh, the SEAC tea. Though. So there are certainly different things that can come in and help. I found that um, that there are three common denominators with all of these different remedies, and one is cancer thrives in an acid environment. Cancer mm -hmm. consumes 15 times the glucose of any other cell, and cancer also um, hates oxygen. So they're the three ways that we come at, and I cover this in my book, and Dr. Otto Warburg found, got a Nobel Prize for his discovery of this in 1943, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. But all these other ones that you and I have just mentioned, they're little additives that certainly can help. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Okay, we appreciate your time. The last person we have up is Deborah, and then I'll hand it back to Mike. I appreciate you coming on tonight. Deborah, you're up. If you push the blue button in the middle, you can speak. This is Deborah. My granddaughter is 20 years old, and she has pediatric autoimmune neuropsychiatric syndrome which makes her behave much younger than 20. She's brilliant, very artistic, but she suffers from anxiety. She screams, she pulls her hair, she flails if the weather is, if it's raining or if she thinks she's dying from some pain. So would, she won't go to the doctor. She's afraid to leave the house. So do you think dietary changes might help that? And do you think that perhaps PANS is more a vaccine injury than anything else. That's one of the first things I look at is vaccine injury. And unfortunately, vaccine injury is huge today. So whenever we see something like that, there are a few things we look at. Remember, ascertaining the course, looking at the history, it can be vaccine injury. It can also be a hormonal imbalance. Many times with... Um, especially women, when there are emotional things, it can be a hormonal imbalance. But you asked if dietary and lifestyle changes can help. Absolutely. We have found in every case just simple changes can actually have quite a profound effect. Um, it's always much more difficult dealing with psychiatric cases. I worked as a psychiatric nurse for almost four years, but I really didn't see it work. I just saw people drugged up. But I see, I see people's lives change now through dietary and lifestyle changes. Dr. Neil Nedley, he's written a book called Depression Away Out, and he's been having great results with dietary and lifestyle changes with uh, depression and anxiety. And also Dr. Uh, Bruce Fife, he's written a book called Stop Autism Now, another one called Stop Alzheimer's Now. And he shows how dietary and lifestyle changes, but also the introduction of coconut oil can help. So there are a few areas that you can explore there. Thank you very much. And Barbara, like I said, it's, it's definitely a pleasure. It's definitely an honor. I'd definitely love to have you back again because um, I'm sure there's so many people that can use uh, direction and guidance um so we so much appreciate you we appreciate all your videos and i do have one more question before you leave did you say your daughter lived in wisconsin oh your mic's muted barbara yes sorry about that she lives in baldwin wisconsin she's just about across the border so when i 
visit her. I fly into Minneapolis, but she she does sell my book and she also sells the M cream. Wow, that's awesome! Because I, I I live in Wisconsin myself, um, and it's MistyMountains.com is where your daughter's selling the books, or no, it's uh, Misty Mountain USA. <laughs> so www.mistymountainusa.com. Wow, awesome! I'm definitely gonna buy those books, and uh, maybe next time we can have you and your daughter on. That would be awesome. Okay. You have a good night, Barbara. Thank you for joining us. It's really an honor. Thank you.